Hey Vessels, it's Zion. And this is Love. And we want to thank you for tuning in for another episode of Voice of a Vessel Podcast, where we want to encourage and inspire you to be you. And where we grow in purpose, on purpose. This week, we're talking about loyalty, hate, and humility. You ready, Zion? Always. Let's go. I want to talk about being humble and having humility at all times, even in circumstances where you feel like you're surrounded by individuals that don't completely understand you. It's necessary to be humble and show humility. Humility is to submit yourself to the plans that God has for you, understanding that everything, even though we know we can accomplish whatever we set our minds to and we have the confidence in ourselves. There will always be a time where we fail and we are not perfect. And we don't know and understand everything as God does. So having humility is understanding the limits that we have and understanding that God is in control. So what do you mean by our limits? There are times where we will make mistakes. So it's finding humility in the reality that we are human, that We don't know everything. We can't control everything. So within our limits, we find the ability to be humble. And I think you said submission as well, because there's submission in that, right? Mm -hmm. I read in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. It says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. So understanding and allowing God to take control will open doors and opportunities for you to be exalted. The light within you will attract other individuals so they will seek the light for themselves. You can't be a light and be conceited and, and cocky. The real light comes from being humble and understanding that we are not perfect, but we can be perfected with God. And doing that allows God's light to shine through. I've read that biblical humility means believing what God says about you over anyone else's opinion, including your own. It requires embracing who you are in Christ over who you are in the flesh. To be biblically humble is to be free of concern for your own ego that you unreservedly elevate those around you. I find little lessons in humility. For instance, I worked on my birthday and it was somebody else's birthday the weekend before. And everybody was like, you know, happy belated birthday. And I jumped in and was just like, oh man, like happy belated birthday. I hope you enjoyed your day, whatever. I didn't say it's my birthday today. I just genuinely wish that that person had a happy birthday. And I apologize for, you know, not knowing beforehand. Those are those little lessons of humility. It's every moment where I'm not focused on myself. That's a good example because personally, I would have been like, oh, wow, it's my birthday. But you choose not to even mention it. Right. Because see, in that moment, if I would have mentioned it myself, I would have made it about me. And it was not about me. It was about somebody else. It was about somebody else's day. It didn't make sense for me to mention my birthday. Because that wasn't the topic. 
And I mean, not to say you can't do it, you know, to each his own. I'm not saying that if someone else did that, they would be wrong. I'm saying I'm learning the discipline and the appreciation of those little lessons of humility. If I can make sure that I check myself in those moments where it's like, who thinks about that? Then I can pay more attention to those big moments when I should be paying attention to it. So I watched the show on Netflix this week and there was a character on this show who is so wishy-washy. She just kept like going back and forth. Like when things were good, she was all about the team. But whenever something bad happened, she was a rebel. It was all about herself. And some people might see that as not being a bad thing because it's not like she chose a different team over her team. However, she still chose herself over the team. When I was little, I remember hearing in gym, there's no I in team. You know, let's work together as a team. It's not about one solo person. It's about the collective, right? It stood out to me that she just kept switching sides based on external situations, how it looked or what it sounded like or what it seemed like or what it felt like. Her loyalty changed based on the situation. And I wanted to talk about that this week. It's easy to be loyal in front of others. It's the moments when we think no one is watching or hearing us that the loyalty is in question. And for me, disloyalty comes when there's doubt. Doubt and not knowing what the outcome is, what to do, the fear of the unknown. Those doubts is what causes the disloyalty. And the doubts is what the fear is. So I think those things go hand in hand if you don't have the mentality to cast those doubts and those fears and those worries down, it can cause you to do stuff that wouldn't be loyal to whatever it is you're supposed to be loyal to. I was actually talking about this today. I think that communication is is so important, not just for certain people. I think communication is vital for everybody in every relationship. It doesn't matter if it's personal or professional it doesn't matter whatever level it is even if it's like a mother with her children or children with their mom or with their father you have to be able to communicate and the reason why this hit me so hard is because listening to what you were saying about that doubt those fears that's why it's so important to communicate when we have those thoughts and fears but also when we don't it's so important for me for us, for this platform to give us the opportunity to not only just talk about things, but also give tangible steps on how to deal with things. And everything doesn't work for everybody. Some things might work for others better than it worked for somebody else. But however, it's something that you can try and apply. I'm not a big try fan, but I feel like you can apply these things because they're biblical principles. It's something that you can research and see that it's a valid step. You have to communicate when you're in a place of fear, when you're having doubts, when things are plaguing your mind. That's why it's important to be around people that you can talk to, people that feed you, people that you can feed, but not just you being the only person in your crew that ever supports or encourages or ministers or, you know, you have to have people that pour into you, that feed you, that minister to you. It's hard for some people to be loyal when they've never had an example of what loyalty is. It's just important for us to, number one, use our voice 
Number two, make sure we are ministering to people. And number three, communicate when we need to be ministered to too. I think it was Neo that said, even heroes need heroes sometimes. And so I agree. Disloyalty comes from something there's a root somewhere. But the ability to be loyal or remain committed to something beyond your feelings, beyond what it looks like, beyond what it sounds like, it's having faith, it's taking a risk, it's trusting something beyond yourself. And at the end of the day, it's living in that, being in that, standing in that, and being okay with that. And if ever the time comes that you need to let go, then you're able to do that. We have a responsibility to ourselves to be loyal so that we can in turn have that same loyalty. I found in regards to loyalty that sometimes it takes you kind of removing yourself from a situation to get out of it and look at it from all perspectives for you to really understand it. Like sometimes everything isn't just black and white. Like sometimes there's a lot of different components that go into something. It's important for us to check our mentality before being impulsive, before jumping to conclusions, before making assumptions, before thinking about yourself. You know, regardless of what the other person has going on, it's, this made me feel like this. So now I'm responding from a place of emotion without even knowing the other situation or the other side of it. So for me, loyalty just kind of rises above that. But I'm curious where you're going to take us with this hate thing. Yeah, you brought up the topic of hate and I was like, ugh. But hate is the opposite of love, right? And since God is love, what's the opposite of love? Mm. So it just brings me to that. Like you cannot have hate. And I think there are certain circumstances and situations that we are put in that makes us hate certain things. And I can understand that heavy burden of dislike for another individual. It can be so many other circumstances. The world is so full of hate. So it's easy to be susceptible to that same mentality if so much has been done to you. But ultimately, hate is just a burden and it just weighs on you. And there's nothing good that comes out of holding on to the hate for another person. It only hinders you. So the best thing to do is to let go of the hate, to be able to find something that creates love instead of hate. I've read about a heart being cold and calloused, right? I can almost visualize the experience of being cold and calloused. It just means like you've grown so like tough and bitter and it's just got really hard and rough and it, it does not have to be that way. It's important to not allow yourself to get to that point because it's not beneficial. And there's so much more. I'm not sure why I wanted to talk about hate this week. I mean, because hate can always be a trending topic if we allow it to be. It's not something that I think that, you know, we should spend too much time on. But I think it bears to be mentioned because oftentimes people hate for no reason, let alone the reasons that you spoke of, Zion being through traumatic situations and things like that. Some people just want to hate for selfish or egotistical reasons. They hate from fear. That's exactly what it is. But that's something that makes you so cold and callous. And so we have to be on our guard to not participate in things that are not becoming of us. Because sometimes when you start out on a path that you're not supposed to be on, you end up in a completely different situation. That thing just kind of takes you somewhere totally different. 
So when you know better, you actually have to take those steps to do and be better. It's not enough just for you to know it. You actually have to be you. Like you have to do it. So recently we've been doing quotes to close the show. And this week it's quoted from Isaiah 41.10. And it says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That was just so encouraging to me this week because it's so simple. It's so black and white. He tells you directly, do not fear. Do not be discouraged. Do not think that you're all alone because you're not alone. I'm with you. I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you and uphold you with my righteous right hand. I got you. Don't trip. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be afraid. I got you. And it's like, what more is there? People often say the only thing a person has is their word. Like your word is your bond, right? But that's not reliable. Not 100% across the board because we are imperfect creatures. However, his word is reliable. It's law. So if he says he's going to do it, that's what he's going to do. I hope that that encourages somebody because he's got you. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fear. God's got you. Remember to be humble. Remember to inspire and encourage yourself and the people around you. Remember to be a voice. Be a vessel. Be you. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. And check out our website at VesselToBlessYou.com. Anything you want to hear on the show, let us know. We want to encourage and inspire you to be you. Shop our merch, read the blog, and check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Vessel to Bless You, where we grow in purpose on purpose. Shout out to Jay Weeks with the dope beat. Where the music at?